Hi, my name is Lewis, compulsive overreader. I was a little bummed out when I was I was reading this thing and it says, uh, "Please stand to, so everyone can see you." And I'm like, "But my shield? What am I going to do?" Um, uh, just to get you know the stats and the stuff out of the way, I always forget to do that at the end. Is uh, been in program about three years, seven months. Of, uh, I mean, four years and then three years, seven months of continuous abstinence. Um, I'm down 95 pounds. Um, but, but really, you know, I, I eat three meals a day, two snacks. I uh, sponsor. I allow myself to be sponsored. Um, I take direction. I ask questions and I ask for help. I try to stay in the middle of the herd. Um, people say that a lot, but it's, it's actually true. The more I feel like an outlier, you know, the further I get pulled away and the easier it is for me to isolate. And I can't do that. Um, uh, also, I get really nervous. It's funny. I work in communication and entertainment. So my, my whole thing is speaking. My whole thing, I, I consult, I'm a manager, I direct people to do things, and it's no problem. I can tell people, what you did was terrible, but here's how we can fix it. But when I do this, I get incredibly nervous, and I do the flop sweat thing, <laughs> and I get a little shaky, but it's because this is the realest that I am you know, 110%. And here, I understand that everyone in this room has either gone through something similar or the exact same thing. Um, my very first meeting I walked into, um, I was scared. I didn't want to come. Uh, I was desperate. Uh, about four years ago, it was New Year's Eve. So this time of year already is funky for me. It was the last time I thought about killing myself. And I remember sitting in my apartment, my one bedroom. I, uh, for Instagram, I'd already posted the, you know, Netflix fireplace, you know, going, oh, wonderful, quiet night. Happy New Year, everyone. And uh, thinking, yeah, this will, that's great. And then sitting there going, I want to fucking die. Sorry. Um, I want to die. And I wanted to call someone, and the phone felt like a thousand pounds. I would scroll through the contact list. I'm also a crier. Um, I would scroll through the contact list, and every name that I would recognize that would easily take my call, the disease kept telling me, you're not loved. No one wants to hear from you. They're busy. You can't, you know, just stay in. Just, just stay on the couch and go to bed, 7 p.m. And the next day, I... Uh, I called the therapist. I found I found a therapist. We went through a few, and because uh, it had worked, I had uh, issues with alcohol before, and that it worked for me. And uh, the only thing that was missing from that was the spiritual solution. So, because of that, I just kept playing whack-a-mole with a bunch of different numbing agents. Um, but when I went to the therapist, she said, "Have you ever heard of Overeaters Anonymous?" I'm like, no. And uh, she said, would you be willing to go to a meeting? No. And uh, <laughs> she said, why don't you call the office and, and you know, see, get some information. You know, she, even, she did everything but just drag me there. She gave me the website, the phone number, the everything. She goes, Louis, I think you're an addict recruit. And I felt like I got punched in the chest. And I didn't want to hear that because I told myself, no, 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 you don't understand. I don't drink. I don't drink anymore. I don't overexercise. I don't, I don't do, I don't hurt myself like that. And I didn't want to see that I was killing myself with food. 
I had put on over 100 pounds in less than a year after, uh, you know, through a bad marriage. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I, put, I was compulsively overeating. I would, I would, after work, you know, go to a, a, a fast food place, binge out there, go home, binge out at dinner. And then knowing, you know, my ex-wife was, my wife at the time was coming home, I would binge knowing that we were going to fight. And it was the only way I could get through the evening was just numbing myself out, shutting down. Eventually I came, became desperate enough to uh, come to my first meeting and I walked in. It was the Sunday morning. Someone told me, like, there's a lot of guys at this meeting, so you'll like it. And uh, I just kept thinking, probably not. And it was 7.30 in the morning in Studio City uh, on a Sunday. And I'm like, listen, that's, that's when I go to the movies. That's, I get gas at Costco. I, I don't have time for that. And uh, I went. I went. And right when I walked in, I'm thinking, oh, these aren't my people. What is this? You know, got his love sign on the top. I'm like, ugh. You know, and oh, look, there's an anorexic speaking. I just, this is not for me. And when she spoke, though, her story was mine. The insanity around food, the insanity around life, not wanting to deal with life on life's terms, exactly the same. And I could not stop crying for over an hour, sitting there, and I hated when they're like, are there any newcomers? And I'm just like, you know. And then during the secretary's report, can you say your name? I'm like, I just said it. I have to say it again. <laughs> and thank God I, I was there because, you know, a bunch of guys invited me to breakfast with them. Didn't want to go. I actually went there late because I, I told them yes. And I drove around for about 15 minutes before I went. And I'm telling these people all the things that I would do with food. And I'm thinking, I'm the only one that does this. But I'm telling them these things. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. No, 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 but you don't understand. I get, I, I'll, I'll throw it out, and then I'll just get it again. Well, yeah, why wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. I take the entire, you know, the cereal and the, well, yeah, of course. And then I had nothing else. And I was stuck in my story, and I'm just like, nothing's phasing these people. What the hell? And even then, it's been a slow process. Um, even when I started a program, even when I became willing to get a sponsor, because I'm like, no, 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 I'm good. See, I'll just eat the three times. You know, I'll have a sandwich, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's fine. It's good. It's good. And someone says, Louis, do you want what we have? And then I, I really had to think about it. And I saw these people around the table in the rooms hugging each other, laughing, acting like friends, being close. And I was scared of that. I didn't know if I wanted that. I don't want hugs. I don't, or maybe I did. And I just, I didn't know how I felt. And uh, I said, yeah, I'll take a sponsor. And then send me pictures of your food. What? Yeah, whatever you eat. Crap. All right, I can do that. And slowly I became willing. And then the God thing came up, right? And I grew up, I was born with medical issues. I'm currently on my second kidney transplant that I just got in June. Um, and I've always felt that I was alive despite God, not because of him. 
And I would sit there growing up angry, going, why me? I already have all these troubles. Why the medical stuff on top of it? I hate this. I would binge in the hospital. You know, and you've got to be dedicated to be able to binge in a hospital. <laughs> you have to be dedicated. And I would do that, and I'd sit there going, I don't know how to do it. And then someone told me, dude, you don't have to use God you grew up with. I'm like, what? And someone had me do a little exercise, a little want ad, and put those things that I needed. And I needed to feel safe. I needed to feel cared for. I needed to feel supported. And when that happened, through the steps, doing the step work, I didn't always want it. I remember going, my telling my sponsor, I don't want to do this. I'm not in a good mood. I don't feel like it. He's like, great. Nowhere in the book you say you have to be smiling when you do it. And I was like, oh, yeah, sure. Okay. And, uh, and you know, I'm one of those crazy people now. I'm on my, I feel like my sponsor does this where, you know, he keeps doing the steps. I'm, a, I'm on my third go. And I'm so grateful. I get to carry these principles in all my affairs. I don't have to know everything. That's the best part of this program. I don't have to know jack. Nothing. I can ask for help. That took a long time. You know? But now it's, it's a godsend where I can sit there and go, I don't know what I'm doing. I get to do that at work. I had some massive, massive responsibilities to do at work the last couple of weeks. And I didn't think I could get through it sanely. But I did. Because I went to work being of service, being kind to others, and fulfilling my commitment to my employer. And I get to do that with my friends. I've gotten closer with my brothers. And before I forget, let me send you some photos just to give you an idea. You're going you're gonna to see some of these and you're going to think, Louis, these are way out of order. But they're not. They're not. Uh, I, I've, I've been heavy as a kid as a young adult in my 20s and uh, I, you know when, when I stopped drinking I stopped drinking when a boss told me Lewis I worked in radio at a hip hop station and they said Lewis no one wants to see a fat ass on stage and you know that killed me uh, they discovered exercise over exercise I got into the whole crazy space of food math and everything and how much I need to run and do to, you know, do this, do this, do this. And you see those photos. You know, I was as low as 170. Uh, and then, uh, that, then my kidneys failed the first time around. And um, then I discovered that cardio and running weren't for me anymore. Then I discovered some other craziness. And then lost my kidney a year and a half ago, two years ago. And here's the crazy thing. I didn't have program 12 years ago when I got my first kidney. So right out of the hospital, the first thing they tell you is like, avoid big crowds, don't go buy kids, stay the hell away from the gym. Lewis, stay the hell away from the gym. And what did I do? Within a week of getting out of the hospital, I was at the gym on the treadmill. Not even a gas and I was on. Dirtiest place you could be. A friend saw me and goes, what the hell are you doing? And I was like, I'm just walking on an incline of four. And, uh, <laughs> and they dragged me out of there. And the fact that I was able to do it this time with sanity and surrounding myself with people, the biggest difference was I let people know what was happening. You know, when the, the, I went to the emergency room when my kidneys failed this last time. And I had to, you know, 
these moments come up. It's not, I'm not saying I'm riding on a cloud or something. Life happens, and it happens hard. And I remember sitting there, I don't feel well, I'm going to the emergency room, which is already not like me. I'm, I'm like, if I ignore it, it'll go away. And, once that, and I was laying in, in, in the bed in the emergency room, and I had a choice. I could either call someone or, you know, or keep it in-house and just keep it to myself. And I did the thing I didn't want to do. Called my sponsor, and then used that to call my boss, call my family, let everyone know what was happening, kept everyone together. I continued my meetings on the phone. Uh, it was a real gift to be able to do that. I was out when I got out of the hospital with this last transplant. I was at home for three months. And, you know, before that would have been heaven, right? I was like, home, I don't have to do anything, I don't have to work. Yeah, I could just sit at home and watch Netflix all day and have the TV watch me. (laughs) You know, this time around was different. You know, even the day of the surgery, I I let people know. I put out a text tree. I said, this is who this is. This is their number. This is who this is. This is their number. Um, I did my phone meetings. I let people come to my uh, uh, hospital room. I didn't care. Before I would, everything was about how I looked to people on the outside. Constantly fidgeting. Do I look all right? Does this fit okay? And the fact, just it was already gross to let people see me vulnerable like that. You know, you're bloated from the meds and the fluids they've got you on. And I didn't care because my fellows were there. You know, they're my family. And when I got home, we did meetings at my home. Did I want that? Not necessarily. <laughs> but I've learned to say yes. I've really learned to say yes. Louis, do you mind if we come over? It's just going to be six of us. Yes. <laughs> and it's not perfect. It's not. I don't even want to lie to you and say it's perfect. You know, especially we had these, these trouble at work and, you know, I wanted to shirk from my responsibility. I wanted to stay in bed for a week. And then when I got back to work, when all the damage was done, you know, get all the accolades, right? Because that's, that's what I'd love to do, you know, avoid my responsibility and, and then just get all, the, get all the rewards afterwards. But I got to face life on life's terms, and that's the real gift. You know, t- today, I don't hate myself. There's joy in my life. If you had told me that four years ago, I'd call you a liar. You know, it's not possible. I have, I have friends that I confide in, you know. When I was in the hospital, I was like, people would come in, the nurses would come in, they'd see the people, the flowers and all that, and they'd say, wow, you're really loved. And I remember thinking, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, but you heard, I hear it a couple more times, and I'm like, holy crap, I am. And that's still with like three years, four months at that time, you know. Holy crap, I'm loved. And that kind of feeling, you can't beat it. The tornado in my head is gone. I mean, it pops up, but, you know, I don't let resentment stick. Those will kill me. The negative thoughts grow like weeds, so I talk a lot. I call people, and just when I think I'm annoying to them, I talk some more because I know that's what I need to do. Um... I get to live out loud. I heard a fellow say that. I get to live out loud, and I loved it. Because it's like, there's no secrets. There's rigorous honesty. And that's the one that scared me at first, because I was like, wait a minute. Did I tell you everything? 
but I'm so good at keeping track, or I thought I was so good at keeping track, everything compartmentalized, you know, keep my work people here, keep my family here, keep the friends here, you know, and I don't have to live like that. Everything's out in the open. It's amazing. I re- realizing, like, I don't have to run the world. I don't have to have all the answers, you know, and it's made me a better brother, made me a better son, it's made me a better employee, manager, you know, and a better fellow to people. You know, I get to come to meetings like this. And I was super nervous because I sat here going, I've never been to this meeting. I'm usually, you know, more in Santa Monica because I work in Culver City or, you know, in the Valley. But, you know, come and see friendly faces fills my heart, you know, and that's the real miracle of this thing. Like, before I'd see people, I knew <laughs> in the beginning of program, like, you know, you're like at the store or something, just like, <laughs> you know, and now I get excited. I'm just like, hey, holy, it's because it's a brother or a sister, you know? And, and we're all in this boat together. And we're all trudging the same path. And, you know, I'm so grateful for the steps, especially because it gives me, it's a, it's a literal blueprint for how to live my life. The, the steps in there are clear, you know? You know, stay in the middle, be of service, sponsor, you know, be sponsored. Uh, don't try to control everything. My favorite story in the book is when it talks about the guy who wants to run the play. And, you know, and he, he squeezes so hard that this, just everything just runs through his fingers. That was me. Every day, I white knuckle. Every day, I'm just like, if, if you don't understand, you would be so happy if you just did what I said. You know, you, life would be so much better if you just, if you just did it. Please, you know. And every time I did that, just everything, ow, ow, ow. And I have to physically sit there in the car sometimes, you know, or at home when I pray in the morning, in the evening, and I physically do well, just, I have to let it go. I have to let it go. I can't control you. I can't control you. I can't control you. I can't. I can't. I have no control over what's happening in the world. You know, all I can control is how I react to things. You know, and I don't have to spin out of control because I love to do that. You know, I work, uh, I work in news talk. So, you know, with politics and everything, it's easy to get spun up. You know, it's easy. And, and, and half the time, I'm like, I don't even care about what side it's on. You know, I just love a good, juicy story. I love a good, juicy topic. And, it's just like, and I would just get, boom, 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 boom. And someone said to me one day, they're like, what's it like inside your head? <laughs> and that, like, killed me. Because I had to stop and actually think about it. And I'm like, it's a mess. Because what happens after a tornado? It's all wreckage. You know? And that's all that was left afterwards. Every single time. Wreckage, wreckage, wreckage. That's all I left in my life. You know? And thank God I was given a chance to clean so much of that up. You know? Thank God I was given a chance to, to, to let go of those rocks that I was dragging along in my life. You know? I don't have to do that. You know? Coming in here, I had no idea what the format was. I get to stand up. <laughs> I would love to still be sitting down right now, but I'm happy that I'm just not like flop sweating right now and just doing the whole drip thing. I was speaking at a meeting and uh, there's a microphone and the whole thing and the riser's just like, you know, a little too high for me where I'm just like, oh, this is really uncomfortable. And it took me about 10 minutes of like some 8,000 minute chair uh, uh, to get comfortable. And I'm just sitting there going, uh, um, so, uh, 
and just, just drenched. But that was okay. And the funniest thing that broke out, you know, I'd already admitted that I was nervous, that I'm going to sweat. And someone said, we love you, Lewis. I didn't even know who the person was. was Complete stranger, you know. But because we were in the room, I knew their family. And that that broke it for me. All of a sudden, like, holy shit, I can, yeah. And it just came out. I don't don't plan what I'm going to talk about. You know, I'm, I'm one of those. And sometimes it might sound like I'm rambling, but, you know, I'm just trying to be open and honest and share my experience with this. It's not easy. You know, I don't always want to do it. You know, I have to do these things. I write. You know, I still do the steps. Um, I meditate. I pray to God a lot. The third step prayer is on repeat in my mind about 80% of the day because I need it. You know, sometimes it's the shortest relieve me of the bondage of self. That's it. I got to get out of my own way. You know, I'm the cause of all my drama, all of it. Perceived slights. You know, for a while I was holding on to grudges from third grade. <laughs> if, if that guy still looks like what he looked like in third grade, if I see him, watch out. Um, and I don't have to live like that anymore. You know, that's the real miracle of this program. To sit, to look in the mirror and just go, how's yeah, this is me? You know, am I, am I at what I think I should be at weight-wise? Am I, you know, as, as, you know, far along as I, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not, but I accept that. I get to be okay with that, you know? I remember one of the biggest lessons I learned, I was, it was early on in program, I was learning to meditate, and I, it was like, it was maybe seven months in of all things. I remember sitting there in a meeting going, I can't effing meditate. I can't do it. And someone said, how, how much time do you have? Like six months, seven months. Uh, you're right. You're right where you're supposed to be. And that's that's the thing I get to carry with me every day. You know, I'm right where I'm supposed to be. And every time my wacko brain says that's not the case, you know, I don't have to listen to it. And I get to tell someone about it. Time's up. Uh, thanks so much, everyone. I really appreciate it. This is the time for questions only. There's no sharing at this meeting. If you, if you need to share, please do so with any one of us after the meeting. Also, please remember that the opinions of the leaders are my own and not those of Overeaters Anonymous as a whole. When asking questions, you do not need to identify yourself. Please remember, if you ask a question, your voice may be audible on the OA podcast. Oh, okay. And I'll restate the question after it's asked. Um, if I, in case I forget, because I've done this before, where I will forget to restate the question, so if I don't do that, feel free to go, you know, restate the question or something. Um, question. Questions, right? Oh, yes. Uh, thank you so much for sharing. Thank you. Um, could you share about any daily practices? Yes. I get up in the morning. So, one of the things um, I learned while I was on dialysis for... Uh, my kidney failure was I had to be there at 4 a.m., right? And if you had told me that, you know, Lewis, I need you to fit 15 extra hours into your week, I'd be like, that's nuts. There's no, I can't fit it. I can't do it. Until it's life or death. 
And then I see this as life or death. So I make the time. I get up at 4.30 in the morning. You know, I pray. I do my writing. Um, and then uh, when I go to work, I, I do a 10-step in the morning. And then um, I check in with my sponsor in the morning. Um, I take uh, my sponsee calls in the evening. And then I do some writing at the end of the evening. Uh, prayer in between. Uh, meditation. I take time out during my lunchtime. Honestly, I've, I'm grateful I have an office where I can close the door, slap on a conference call sign on it, and uh, and, and do my thing. And um, that's sort of the, the day-to-day. I also um, still, uh, to this day, I, I text my food to my sponsor. Uh, we talk about it uh, when we do our, our call. We, I commit my food. Um, I don't make any decisions about my food. So I'm the lawyer. He's the judge. I can say what I'm kind of, you know, thinking about having, and he gets he gets the word on it. And really, there's a lot of freedom to that. If I go to a restaurant, you know, uh, I will text uh, to do screenshots of a menu to him, and he'll give me about two or three options, and I'm good with that. You know, plus it avoids the awkward like, what are you having? What are you having? Because I hate that. Uh, and and there's freedom in that. Believe it or not, there's freedom in that because I don't I don't uh, I don't think about it. Yes. Hi, thank you so much for the share. Um, can you talk a little bit about how you came to have the relationship with your higher power that you now Yes. Uh, the question was how I came to my relationship with my higher power now. Um, uh, time and steps. It was time and steps. Doing doing the step work and, and really accepting that you know, I don't. I don't have to use the God I grew up with. You know, if that's if that's where my resentment was with that, I I didn't have to do that. When someone told me that, it, it's, it's of your understanding, and, and it doesn't have to be the one you grew up with. I'm like, great. And that took time. You know, like I said, through the steps and talking with my sponsor and and crafting, you know, just putting it out there. And then the hard part was actually believing it. You know, and a lot of that was acting as if for a long time I'm gonna I'm gonna be taken care of. I will be fine. I'm gonna be okay. And you know, you do the work and you be of service and then you start to believe it. And now, honestly, it's probably the only way I get through things, you know. I get to experience life by telling myself, Yeah, I'm gonna be all right and when I'm in the car, you know, I talk to God. And that's probably one of my favorite things because you can. You're, you're, I'm already like I work in uh, Culver City and I live in Sherman Oaks, so I've got plenty of time, you know. And I can sit there and talk out loud um, to God and and just tell Him, talk to Him about my day, you know, what I'm thinking. And then, uh, yeah. Any more questions? Yes. Um, thank you so much for sharing. Thank you. Uh, I'm wondering, you didn't talk a lot about, you know, your family relationships that growing up and all that, and that's fine. Yeah. I'm just wondering how how your relationships have transformed with family and friends and oh, how yeah. you are yeah, yeah. with yeah. Uh, so the question was uh, talking about my, my current relationships with my family. Uh, you know, growing up, um, my father alcoholic, uh, not religious at all. My mother super religious. And... Um, she, she instilled in us a sense of um, assimilation and independence. 
uh, for better or worse. And um, because of that, we, me and my brothers went to three different schools. Um, so we had our own friends, we had our own family, but because of that, we, we weren't close. Um, you know, I would see people talk about their siblings, and they're like, they're my best friends. We do everything. We, they know everything about my life. I'm just, I don't know what that's like. You know, we were just kind of living in the same house, and that really lasted up until three and a half, four years ago, because it, it took me and, and, you know, the work I've done in program to really reach out. And it was weird, because, you know, before that, even if we had to make plans, it was about, you know, our, our significant others would make the plans, and then we would just pop in. We just never communicated. And when I told them that I was in program, it just opened everything up. Now I know what's happening with them, and they know what's happening with me, and we feel like siblings, you know? I get to have a better relationship with my father and accept the fact that he's not going to change, and that's all right, you know? He, he's working with the tools that he has, right? You know, and also, I want to be loved a certain way. And maybe he's not capable of that. And all right, you know, he expresses the love the way that he does. And I don't have to fight him on it. I don't have to do the script. I know the script. I don't have to follow it. So it's really, really opened up close relationships with my family. Anybody else? Hi. When you're at work and things are overwhelming and it's hard to balance, what do you do program-wise to help with that? Okay. Uh, the question was, how do I handle the craziness at work uh, with, with using program? Um, a lot of talking, a lot of uh, closing the door and making a phone call. You know, and the great thing about having program is the same way I ask questions uh, of my sponsor. I'm sorry? Oh, no, no, you're okay. Uh, you know, I get to ask questions of my sponsor and take direction from my sponsor the same way I get to do at work. I get to ask questions and take direction from my boss. You know, I don't know. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not the general manager. I get to ask questions. And what are, what are my marching orders? And I execute those, you know. And just like program, I don't have to do it with a smile on my face. I don't have to do it, you know. I don't have to love it, you know. Um, but I just have to fulfill my commitment. And... You know, it's easy to get overwhelmed. And I just, you know, with the same way when I looked, when I first came in the program and everything seemed overwhelming and I'm thinking to myself, oh, yeah, I'll just knock out these, this writing, you know, paragraph a day. I'll just, you know, I'll knock out a chapter, you know, in a week and just be good. And things take time, you know, and it was learning patience and taking one thing at a time. I can only do the next indicated action. So I, take, I, carry, I get to carry that at work. I can only do one thing at a time. You know, and I take the next indicated action. You know, I write things down. It works for me in program. It works for me at work. You know, I have my list, and I just check things as I go. Oh, okay. No worries. I love the talk. Thank you. How do you work steps six and seven? How do I work steps six and seven? Um, It's funny, I, it's not, like I said, none, none of this is always easy for me. So, how do I explain this? Um,
It's funny, I haven't given that much thought, which is terrible. But, you know, I'm usually, I'm usually very much in the third step um, and 10, 11, 12. Uh, <coughs> you know, I'm, I'm going to be honest, I don't, I don't have a great answer for that. Yes, sir? What do you do when food calls now? Uh, what do I do when food calls now? Um, you know, one of the earliest things I, I did um, that my sponsor suggested to me was, you know, he said, Louis, um, you know, when you're at work, would you go into the fridge and grab, you know, uh, food that was labeled someone else's name? <laughs> and I made the, I, and that's true. I said, yeah, I would. <laughs> and, and, you know, later on with time, I'm like, no, you know, I, I wouldn't. And I see things as just not my food. That's not my food. It does not have my name on it, you know. Also with my food, I don't mess around with lookalikes. I don't do, you know, desserts that happen to, you know, or, you know, veggie pasta. I don't, I just, that's too tight a line, you know. I need black and white with my food. Um, there's clarity when I, I know when I've broken my abstinence. Um, so I, I don't, don't mess with that stuff. And, you know, I'm grateful today. The food doesn't call me. But what does call me is, honestly, isolation. You know, with the thing at work I was talking about, the food didn't call me. But wanting to hide did. Um, but that came with time also with the food, you know. It's just not my food. It doesn't have my name on it. Um, so I don't touch it. But that's a time. You know, when I would get the calls for food before, you know, I had to call. It has to be real time for me. You know, if I say, oh, I'll call later, guess what? I'm not going to do it later. You know, if, if, if I say, oh, I'll get to this in a bit, no, it has to be real time. If I'm feeling it, I'm texting it. If I'm feeling it, I'm calling. You know, and even if someone doesn't necessarily answer, just leaving that voicemail of, listen, I'm having a hard time. This food is calling me hard. You know, uh, even if I text that, there's relief there. You know, um, with, with the other thing, you know, I just text it. I have a, a text tree, so I have like six or seven people uh, that are, are good at responding. And I, I'll, I will blast all seven of those people at once saying, I don't want to deal with life today. I just don't want to do it. Or this is calling me. And, you know, someone's usually bound to respond and talk about it. But the real time, honesty is the most important thing for me. It has to be real time. You know, if, if I put it off, it's, it's never going to happen. Yes. Um, I believe you said you worked the steps three times around. Yes. Now, um, so how does doing your fourth step time different? Um, having worked the steps a couple I times. Now I got my. Uh, uh, having done the steps a few times already, uh, how's fourth step changed? There's always something new. Always. Always. I, I used to tell my sponsor, I go, I feel like a, like a crap archaeologist. And I am just digging, and new stuff pops up. So the first time around, you know, because one of the things he said is like, look, this has to be perfect. You know, it's, it's, this isn't going to be the last time you do this. And he's right, because the first time around, just when you think you get it, you know, the second time I'm like, there's more, there's more clarity, you know, there's more peace around your thoughts. And I'm just like, holy moly, there's more? And then this third time around, I'm like... How the hell can there be more? How? You know? And there is. We'll see how it goes, you know, next year with the fourth time around. But I always find something. 
Hi. So the question is, if I'm if I'm hearing it right, uh, you know, what takes up the space of, of when I would practice my my food addiction? You know what? Honestly, with time, it's been it's been living, getting to live life. You know, I get to do things now. It's funny. You know, I had a thing um, earlier this year where, you know, which I would would have never done pre-programmed. By the way, is I was set to go to a football game with a friend, and for, for whatever reason, it fell through. And I sat there going, oh, that's a bummer, you know? But instead of going all of a sudden, it's not like those were the last two tickets on earth, and I got to go and have this experience by myself. I bought a ticket. I couldn't find anyone to go with, so I went by myself. And I had a great time. I get to live life now, you know? I, didn't, I wasn't living life. I was just kind of... The way I lived life before was just kind of getting through things, you know? If I could just get through this, I'll be okay. If I could just get through this. And there was always something to push through and get through. And, and now I, I get to live life. I get to do things. I get to hang out with fellows. I get to have friends and, and hang out and be okay in social settings. And, you know, if I'm awkward, I'm awkward. If I'm, you know, I, I don't worry about, like, if I'm being weird or, you know, if I say something or, you know, because there's, there's this openness now. But, yeah, I get, that's probably the, the broad stroke is I get to live life. I get to live life. And be of service. That's the big one. Anybody else? Hands? Manos? Yes? Hi. Would you talk about your service that you do on a level or Yeah. Um, so one of the things... Uh, oh, uh, what, what's the service that I do? Um, currently, the, uh, I, I don't have any meeting commitments, um, but I am the co-chair for the OA birthday party, um, which is... is is it eats up a lot of time, but I'm happy to be of service. And at the meeting level, I've been set-up person, uh, you know, uh, uh, chip person, speaker-getter, secretary, and I need to be of service continuously because um, it gets me out of myself and I get to be of service to someone else and help them. And really, it's just, and I tell people, it's like, it's not because it's like I love it. Uh, service is not my default, you know. Being helpful is not my default. I am selfish, and um, but this gets me out of my out of my own way. Um, that being said, you know, doing all that service, I don't get to stay clean on all that, right? When they say that, you know, it gets on yesterday's shower, so that's why I continually have to do it. You know, I volunteer for things. Um, like I said, oh, not always wanting to, but I, I get to do that. I, I, I get to be in a place where I get to be uh, uh, helpful and useful, and that makes me feel good, you know? How crazy is that, right? Like, to do something for someone else, and I'm like, I feel good about that? It's nuts, you know? It, doesn't, it, it makes zero, zero sense. And the best thing is I don't have to understand why, you know? All I know is that when I'm being of service, I feel better. Thank you. Is there, is that time? Anybody got a quickie? One minute. One minute. Yes. How are you dealing with the holidays? 
So, you know what? Um, doing things like this. Oh, how am I dealing with the holidays? Uh, I, I, get, I get to do things like this. On, I've made plans ahead of time. On Christmas Day, I'm speaking at another meeting. On New Year's Day, which is the really hard one for me, I'm speaking at another meeting because that's what I need to do. I get to lead a meeting on New Year's Day on a t- around a time where I wanted to die. And that, for me, is the real miracle, that I get to do that. And, and share my experience, strength, and hope with, with people who might also be struggling, you know, because I, I know I wasn't the only one. <laughs>